Manimal here. It's Tuesday, September 19th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, we're going to talk about the AL West, update the standings, talk about where the Rangers sit. We're also going to talk about the all the transactions from yesterday to get the Rangers where they were for last night's game. We've got that box score, and we're going to talk about what uh, lies ahead for the Rangers with Boston this week. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. Don't forget to check out Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers. WTB, and don't forget to check us out on our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. And joining me, a man still refusing to hit the panic button, nor should you, the 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. Bull. How you doing, buddy, and where can they find you on social media? Well, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, there's no there's no reason. I mean, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. Like Last night was awful, and Every bit of it hurt my feelings, and I contemplated jumping up off a, of, getting up on my roof and jumping off. But you know, I mean, it's not really, it's not really that uh, that telling. They're still a, a playoff team. They've still got their destiny solely in their hands. Playing Seattle coming up, but anytime they have a one-run lead late in games, you just want to just you know cry yeah. a little. You just yeah. know, you, you know nervous. what's going to happen. Like there's mm-hmm. like thirty-one blown saves. They, they, like they have three saves in their last 16 opportunities. Stone Cold, right? Three for 16. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, they're just the, the bullpen. We knew it was a problem from day one. We've talked about it since since 2022, how the, they don't have any guys back there that are just hammers, that are just got guys that can go back there. And I mean, Baltimore has like four guys that they feel like they could put in there in the ninth inning to close <laughs> games out, and the Rangers don't have one. You know, like yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, uh, but you, you just got to keep going every day. You know, you got to keep putting the best lineup you can out there. And when it comes to that time late in the games, you got to go with those guys that you think are going to get the job done. And and uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Well. I think the Rangers put the best lineup out there every single day, uh, the best lineup in baseball. And I think, you know, as as kind of alluded to in our conversation last night, that it's kind of like we're at that place where it's like unless we got us like a six-run lead going into like the eighth and the ninth inning, um, even that sometimes but isn't a safe bet. But we, that that's, that's who this team is. That's what we got to hope for. I want to ensure oh, actually – but real quick before you go, I, I want to just kind of rest assure everyone that if Manimal were to jump off of his house, he wouldn't die. Uh, I promise you, uh, he would. We're, again, being a former pro wrestler, him being a still currently employed one, uh, he would just have like a little pain in his back that would go away in a few days. Uh, thus oh no, I'm life. going straight head head first. Yeah, well, that probably would cause less damage. So thus is the life of a professional wrestler. But yeah, I, I think the team, I think the Rangers do have the best lineup in baseball and they're just going to have to rely on that and good starting pitching and uh, give this bullpen 
no no opportunity to blow the game. That seems to be the only winning formula right now. Well, it's, it seems like right now it's about a hundred win team with a sixty win bullpen. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. And that, yeah. yeah. Thirty one <laughs> blown saves. That has to be some kind of record. Reapproaches well, some kind of record. We're still seven away from the all time record. So thirty one blown uh, saves. Three yeah. saves in the last sixteen chances. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, 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 you don't want to see, you don't, you just don't know where it goes from here, but, uh, we do know where we are. Uh, Rangers trail Rangers and the Mariners. Now well, you don't ahead. want me to do my social medias today. Oh, we haven't even done that. Sorry about that. No, we, 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 we started yeah, it's talking. okay. It's okay. We got talking about Rangers. It's all right. Um, yeah. So before we get started on Ranger talk, don't forget, you can find me. On Twitter, Manimal Bull, Instagram, Manimal 300, and both Facebook and TikTok Bull Pro. So, whatever your favorite line of social media is, let's uh, let's get together and start talking Ranger baseball. Yeah, like the three of you that follow us on Twitter, and the five of you that follow us on Instagram, and all other 400 of you that follow us on Facebook, um, that's where you can find us. But, yeah, let, let's talk about the division. We know where the Rangers are. They are tied right now with the Mariners a game and a half behind Houston and you know it's going to come down to the wire Rangers tied for that last wild card spot with Seattle and again it's going to be that Seattle series is pretty much looking like it's going to be the make or break series for the Rangers getting into the playoffs this year one way or another and we need a little help from Houston to win that that division. Well, yeah, I mean, we're going to need some help. Uh, Houston's been trying to help us. Uh, they're, what, four and six in their last ten, and the Rangers are six and four, so they've made up a couple of games. It's just it's just you gotta, you got to keep winning whenever a team is losing, and the Rangers haven't been able to do that, and they haven't been able to uh, to put together that uh, – that that big win that you that you kind of have been waiting to see this past since the Toronto series and it just it just hasn't been going good. I mean everything started pretty good yesterday and it just didn't. Uh, the, like most games that the Rangers have played, they they haven't been able to find a way to close things out. And you know, I mean they're they're as much as we'd like to believe there's a right decision down there in that bullpen, there just isn't right now. Mm-mm. No, there's really not. There's really and, not. And it hurts, and it, it's it's hard to watch, and it's uh, you know, the minute it gets it gets more difficult, and you know, I mean, but at the same time, I mean, you got to go out there again and and hope that at any time that things start turning like they did for for the Rangers in Toronto, and 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 it can happen like that anytime. Yeah, we definitely know that this team can can turn it around in a heartbeat. So just a little bit of transaction news. The uh, two players that go down or that are optioned, Jonathan Ornelas, and shed a tear a little bit, uh, Sam Huff. I, I, I really hoped he'd have stayed with the club. I, I like what he brings. And Austin Hedges, the best bullpen hand we got, remains. Yeah, I almost kind of thought they might go to Hedges last night in the eighth there or whatever. whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but uh, – uh, you know, I, I guess not any real surprise, but I felt like, you know, I feel like every day that Austin Hedges is on this team, it's like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm not like, uh, it, it's like the idea that like you, you 
finally found a way to get Brad Miller off of this thing. And then you went out and you said, let's get another Brad Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, I mean, like yeah. he could, you could have cut that guy, but I mean, you didn't need the roster spot. So I see what they did, you know, and you can't send hedges down because he's got his, his bird rights or whatever, where he could say no, because he's been in the league for five years. Yeah. Yeah. So we are continuing with now we have a new player. We can go. Uh, yeah, yeah he's our new, uh, and I mean, he won't be here next year and, and that's fine or whatever. But at the end of the day, he's he's like this. The, he's more uh, than Brad Miller is. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. And I don't know if we should belabor the point. Uh, we talked about the bullpen. I think right now, I think nobody has any answers for what what the Rangers can do there. Um, right now, I would, I would say, uh, go, go to what, what has worked all year and, and just try to stick with it. I think the only, I mean, I don't, I don't even know who's getting outs in the bullpen right now. I, I Chapman, maybe, uh, other than I, that, I, you don't really know. Don't have I, well, I don't feel like we've seen Chapman pitch since he gave up a home run. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. This uh, the the bullpen is rough right now. It's getting tough to, um, it's getting tough for for Bochy to go to any of those guys. I almost felt like he might ask for another inning for Montgomery last night, just because he was going so well. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the moment that you leave Montgomery out there, the tables turn on him, and it's almost just it's felt like nothing that Bochy can do right now is going to be the right move and. You know, a lot of people on Twitter blaming this on him. But whenever you go, I, I mean, you think that things were going to be different yesterday if he went to Chris Stratton instead of Will Smith? Uh, honestly, you can't. Bochi has been the guy that has pulled the right strings all year long to get us to this point. Like, this is not the time to, I don't think, to jump ship on him. It's easy to question someone when, you know, it's the obvious answer, but many times he's not taking the obvious approach and that approach has won this team ball game. So I just, I, I, I can't right now, this is the most successful this team has been in, you know, darn near a decade. And so I just, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and second guess or question him when, you know, he's only got so much to work with out there in the bullpen. And for me, I think the biggest blame falls on the front office for, really not giving him enough ammunition to do what he needs to do uh, late in games. Well, and, and yeah, we've talked about this plenty of times. We've talked about it ad nauseum, it feels like, at this point, right? Like, the just, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it, there aren't options out there. I mean, everybody wants to second-guess Bochy, and it's easy to second-guess him afterwards. It's easy to say afterwards that, oh, he should have went to Chris Stratton there. But let's be honest, he's went to Chris Stratton there. And Chris Stratton's mm-hmm. done the same thing that Will Smith done, did there last night, you know? So it, it's not like, I mean, how about we put up more than two runs against Cutter Crawford yeah. and his, and his five ERA, you know? I mean, like there's, That's there's exactly different what I'm things thinking. that, you know, there's like as much as we want to go out here and blame this bullpen every night. I mean, what we talk about early in the year and the reason why they were so successful is because they added runs on, they kept scoring runs. They kept, you know, I mean, like they, they go in with a one run lead. They go, okay, that's, is that enough for you, Jordan Montgomery? And then Jordan Montgomery goes six scoreless, but gives up a run there or goes five scoreless, gives up a run in the sixth. 
and then the Rangers go get him another one. You know, I mean, it's like, uh, like, go put up five or six. You know, I mean, right. then, then you're not even worried about giving up a couple of runs out of the bullpen because you're up five or six. But you know, those guys on that other team are good too, and they're trying to win ball games as well. Yeah, I, I think you bring up a really um, interesting point with Adrales Chapman. He has not pitched since last Tuesday, so today will mark a week since he's he's gotten any any action out of the bullpen. Um, I, I would be remiss not to speculate a little bit there that something's up because usually you got to at least keep these guys in the loop. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I couldn't, I don't want to speculate anything. I don't think there is anything. I haven't heard or read anything, but there, there just really hasn't been a whole lot of situations for him. Lots of losing ball games since the Toronto series. And, and really there weren't any safe situations with that Toronto game until he kind of made himself one mm-hmm. in that, in that uh, game where they lost Scherzer for the season. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just been, you know, there haven't been a whole lot of opportunities for Chapman and I don't know, you know, it probably doesn't hurt him to get the rest. He's an older cat that throws hard and you want him to be able to throw hard when he comes back through. And I'm sure he's had plenty of bullpens and he probably works almost every day. So, uh, you know, we'll just kind of, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get out in front of that too much. I would rather just say that like, it's because of the, lack of opportunity than the um uh, you know anything else yeah say like something that definitely or definitely couldn't be there you know like i mean because there's probably nothing you know it's just been the situation well speaking of an older cat and though this might be one of chapman's last chances uh at a championship with this team but speaking of an older cat that might be his last chance brent mckenzie on October 6th, it might be his cr- last crack at the Trinity River Heritage Championship. Well, it's probably going to be, right? I mean, he's gotten beat up all over the, the the city. You know, I mean, it hasn't been, it hasn't went well for him, whether it's been at Martin House or whether it's been at the Southside Preservation Hall. Um, you know, let's just be honest, Damo has kicked his ass. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for him to, he's, he's, he's done a lot of, uh, dastardly things to put himself in this position to get one more shot at this thing. So I would definitely say that it's probably Brent McKenzie's last chance at the Trinity heritage, Trinity river heritage title, but uh, he's going to get that last chance in a cage and uh, anything can happen in there. And uh, Matt war pro knows that uh, this match has been coming for over a year now. I mean, they've, the, the animosity is there. The, the, uh, the the time is now on October sixth at this till the end in the first ever Cowtown Cage match, Damo McCullough, the Texas Terror versus Super Tex Brent McKenzie. It's going to be a big match. It's going to be a big time. The whole night is going to be huge. We've got big match after big match after big match that should uh, have every opportunity to steal the show. We also have uh, all of our big sponsors are going to be out there. We've got Big Dogs Hot Dogs, Kelly's Onion Burgers, whipping up those famous smashed onion burgers. we got the um, Starry Ice Cream going to be in the building, the best ice cream in the city of Fort Worth, best ice cream in Texas. Yeah, I said that, Bluebell. Mm. Mm. I said it. But anyways, we, will, we, won't, uh, we won't make any enemies with the Bluebell people. 
We'll just talk about how great the starry people are and our friends at Martin House Brewing, which uh, this is this is probably the truth. And, and I, I actually think it's been rated that way. The best uh, the best brewery in DFW, in my opinion, one of the best breweries in all of Texas. And they'll be out there. You know, they'll have some some brewskis or some something to, to get you through the night. So join us. Friday, October 6th. That's just a couple of weeks away now for Till the End, uh, featuring that big Cowtown Cage match. Well, let's jump into this box score. Rangers lose to the Red Sox 4-2. to We've discussed at length, and if you watch the game, uh, you'll know the, the bullpen uh, you know, blew another save last night. Uh, Will Smith did not have his best outing, and uh, but a couple of other – there were some highlights in the game. Obviously, Marcus Simeon, uh, Evan Carter, and uh, Jordan Montgomery, all those guys also having back uh, Josh Young and the Dallas Garcia in the lineup uh, is nice. So let's talk a little bit about this box score, um, though it might be painful. Well, you know, the, the non-painful part is definitely seeing what Jordan Montgomery did last night. Seven innings, five hits, and just the one earned. And then the eight strikeouts. And also a huge thing. I mean, well, they went seven innings last night. They didn't walk one damn person. Will Smith comes in and walks the first person he sees. Mm. You know, I mean, that's the that's the devastating part is the fact that you're you're out here working to get this out get out of this thing you got no walks all night and will smith i mean like chris martin in the in the ninth inning for boston i don't think he threw but like two straight two balls the whole ha- the whole half inning mm-hmm. you know i mean he gave up the hit or whatever but but at the end of the day i mean you're talking he threw he threw uh 18 pitches and 15 of them for strikes. Will Smith threw 20, 20 pitches, 12, 12 for strikes. were strikes. Mm-hmm. So there's a real big difference right there. That's a huge difference. You can't be, you know, you just can't do that. You can't walk guys, man. And Will Smith, I mean, that's a killer. That was, that was every bit of what you needed not to happen. And it happened, you know, and, and I know one of the walks was intentional, but at the end of the day, I mean, how'd you get yourself in a position in two batters where you're walking a guy? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he got himself in positions where he had to throw fastballs and I mean, he can't throw his fastball by anybody. And, and right now, Will Smith is probably, you know, a, I can't imagine that he gets another situation this season where there's actual pressure or time, you know, anything going on besides just mop up duty at this point. And, uh, Stratton tried to come in and clean it up, but it just wasn't going to happen. It was already, it was already over. You know, he saw it. Yeah. I mean, we are, we all saw it. It was already over the moment that it, uh, and really I knew it was over the moment that the walk happened. Well, and you know, the other kind of point of this that kind of needs to be recognized as well. And again, it's, it's obviously the bullpen was a problem, but the Rangers also had one through three in the bottom of the eighth and they had four through six in the bottom of the ninth and they come up with nothing. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, they got to see one extra batter, I guess in the ninth inning, uh, what I yeah. added with uh, a, the, the tying run on, on, 
or mm-hmm. he was the tying run or whatever. Yeah, Josh Young. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it wasn't real pretty. It was uh, it wasn't a good look for the Rangers last night at the plate either. I mean, Simeon had a pretty nice night. He's been having a pretty good run of things. Corey Seager's over his last twelve. Uh, Nate Lowe. First inning single, but then disappeared the rest of the game. Garver has been striking out quite a bit lately. Um, Josh Young did have that ninth inning hit to extend the game, um, but then nothing behind him with Garcia and Heim. Uh, Tavares did have a walk, uh, but, you know, him, Carter had the, the triple, and that was it. I mean, five five hits, a couple of runs. Um not much going for the Rangers at all. And, uh, you know, this thing has kind of went, Seager's kind of carried this thing all season. And now that he's struggling a little bit, it's almost like, you know, the, the offense has completely fallen apart, you know, and that's just, it can't be the way it is. And, And it has been, unfortunately. We talked about the, you know, obviously the painful, uh, top of the eight, but, I, I would be remiss not to mention the bottom of the eighth because you had Simeon, Seeger, and Lowe facing a guy with a 519 earned run average who's not that great of a pitcher, and they see six pitches. Yeah. Yeah, six. no, I mean that's and, just to me that that those that that inning, that bottom that that eighth inning, the top and the bottom of that inning is what lost this team this game because you just if you've got the best offense in baseball and you know you have the worst bullpen going right now it's it's one thing to get upset about something being bad that you expect to be bad it's another thing when something's bad that you expect to be good and when you got your top three hitters 475 million dollars coming up to the plate and all you can get is six pitches out of those three guys at some point there has to be a little bit against a pitcher that's really not that good there has to be a little bit of accountability uh held on them in that situation as well so you'd like to think we're going to see a turnaround from the rangers and frankly if they win these next two games against boston uh we're we're really we're really not going to be too worried about it (laughs) and and the other frustrating thing about that top of the eighth was i mean it started with urias and wong you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying yeah eight nine i mean you're talking about a dude that went two for three yesterday and his batting average is still 194, you know, mm-hmm. and a, a, a 194 hitter, a 635 ops guy. I mean, that's not the guy that kills you. You know, you can't let that guy kill you. Then Connor Wong, I mean, I don't think I've seen him get a hit all season until last night, you know, so it's it just, it's frustrating. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot to not like about last night's eighth inning and there's a lot to like about the rest of the game. And that mm-hmm. seems to be, I mean, look, we talked about Sunday. I mean, you take one inning out of that thing and they're probably winning that game as well. It's just that they've had those, those yips in that bullpen and it just, they're that they haven't been able to cut them off. And, and, you know, I mean, a lot of times you see those, you know, in the middle of the season and then you start, kind of find a rotation that works for you and, and it just hasn't happened. I mean, like last night, all the second guessing was, oh, they should have put Leclerc or Stratton in there. And, and I mean, like, are, are we really talking like we have so much more confidence in Leclerc and Stratton than we do in Will Smith? I mean, I don't. 
I don't have much more confidence in anybody than, you know, I'm in like, I'm not saying that I have confidence in Will Smith. I'm just saying that like, I don't have any more confidence that this thing went different if Stratton or LeClerc pitched last night, because it's just been the way things have been going for. Yeah. And, and there is, I mean, I can see the, the, the kind of the head scratching in terms of leaving in the lefty against ref Snyder, considering that, all he really does is hit lefties. He does not hit right-handers at all. Um, I mean, I see, I can see the second guessing, but I kind of go back to my my thing that look, we've trusted this coach up to this point. I think we've got to keep trusting him now, and know that you know we wouldn't be in this position without him. And you know, this is the time to rally the troops and support this thing. And like 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 we said all year when we've had these situations, we got to go out here and win these next two games. Well, we yeah, and, two and, games, we win the series, and we're good to, and, and we move on. And I mean, think about it like this: I mean, look at how close Marcus Simeon was to, to having that ball that Ref Schneider hit. You yeah. know, I mean, he's playing another step towards first base, and he probably catches that ball. And it's just like that; those are those bad luck things that have been happening for the Rangers this whole season, and it just you can't quite get it to stop. You know, like it's just like those; it's just like it keeps running. You know. Let's take a minute to uh, tell you guys about our exclusive content. This is uh, called Down on the Farm with the Boys. If you like our show and you want more content, this is our exclusive uh, show where we cover all things in the Rangers farm system, uh, from news to box scores, call-ups, send-downs. We do our uh, prospect rankings. For just $1.99 a month, you can make our podcast your one-stop shop for all things Rangers organization-wide. So go to our Spotify page or our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. And subscribe today. So, speaking of these next two games, let's talk about what we need to do over these next two games. Would it not be the best thing ever if we could see Nathan Eovaldi and John Gray get back on track, get in top form, get going into these playoffs over these next two games against Boston? If there was a time to swing the pendulum back into the, in our positive favor is facing off against these two Boston pitchers. Yeah. Um, Boston is going to send Tanner Hawk to the, to the mound. He's a former first rounder from 2017, but he's, uh, he's, he's ran into some trouble. Uh, most outings that he's had this season, uh, his ERA is hovering around five and that FIP is similar. So it's not like it's bad luck. And uh, he does give up some walks. He gives up some hits. Uh, doesn't strike out a ton of guys, but uh, you, you'll have to make contact, and you got to make good contact against him. But he's a very hittable pitcher, and uh, um, this is the type of guy that the Rangers could feast on. Uh, but at the same time, he's the type of pitcher that we've seen the Rangers struggle against as well. So, um, but they're going to counter with Nathan Eovaldi, and uh, man, would it be nice to see Nathan go five or six innings, get everything kind of working for him and, uh, um, you know, return to that form that he was in that first half where he was kind of carrying this thing. Absolutely. And we also know that John Gray has the capacity to flip the switch and really get locked in. And so we're hoping we can see that from both of these guys. And right now we got to pull for our team. That's what we do. We're, We're fans and we pull for our team. Yeah. And Wednesday, Wednesday is an afternoon game. So, 
that's a 105 start for anybody that's looking to get out to the ballpark one more time this year. Nothing like a day game in the middle of the week as, uh, as far as I'm concerned. It's beautiful that the Rangers are able to do that these days because, as you remember back in the day, I mean, there, there were no afternoon games in September. I don't care if it was beautiful like it's supposed to be today. They don't want to take that risk. So it's nice to, to be able to go watch a 105 in the middle of the week uh, mm. this year. So but that's been fun. Uh, the, <laughs> John Gray going. Man, oh, I'm yeah. starting to I'm starting to feel like I might be coming down with something, man. Might might have to take a might have to be looking to take a couple of days off of work for one of these day games, man. No, oh, well, I know <laughs> I know the manimal and his brother Mike will be out there on Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. So uh, got to take advantage of all of those uh, all of those opportunities that you can. The Red Sox are going to counter John Gray with uh, a Brian Bello, who is he's having a pretty good year. He's um, he's logged some real nice innings for the uh, the Red Sox, and I think he's the type of guy that uh, in these next couple of years you'll see him really uh, um, break out as a as a top starter in that Boston rotation. But uh, until then, the Rangers need to beat up beat up on him a little bit on Wednesday. Absolutely. So you got anything else you want to throw out there before we get out of here? Um, just, you know, thanks for continuing to support the podcast. I know it's been tough watching Ranger baseball these, uh, these last couple of weeks, last couple of months even. But, uh, you know, like we said, like I said earlier, I still feel like this is a hundred win team with a 60 win bullpen. And, uh, you know, it should equate out to about 90 wins or so. And this should be a, a playoff team, but, uh, we're just going to watch these next couple of weeks. We're down to 12 baseball games left for the season. And it's been a, a fantastic ride all season with, uh, with you, Kev, and uh, we've uh, we've really enjoyed it, and and hopefully the uh, we'll have some playoff baseball to talk about here in a couple of weeks. But until then, we're going to talk about this stretch run as much as we can, and we're gonna we're gonna keep giving you reasons why the uh, why you need to keep watching the Rangers play baseball. Yeah, and I definitely can return that sentiment. Uh, it's been a blast getting to do. Uh, this show with my best friend in the whole world, the 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. Bull. And uh, all of you who listen, we are extremely grateful and appreciative that you want to take out time to listen to us ramble about baseball because we love it. We call it our, our form of therapy. And again, uh, we are grateful for everyone that tunes in. And on that note, we are the Texas, we are Texas Rangers with the boys. That is the name of this show. You can catch us on our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. You can also find us on our social media pages, TX Rangers WTB. You can also subscribe to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys for just a dollar ninety nine a month. Uh, you can get that on our website, or you can go to our Spotify page. If you go to our Spotify page, feel free to follow us on there or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. For the three hundred pound manimal, this is your boy Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. Signing out.